What's good, beautiful people? It's your Kings Kazil and Cole. And welcome to Tea Time Podcast. You nearly hesitated. <laughs> I did. I almost paused. I almost I almost ruined that. I had to think really long and hard about what to say as well. <laughs> That's what I did because I was like, you know what? Let me just um let me just think about this for a second because we've slightly yeah, changed the introduction. So that's yeah. what I was like, let me just, um, let me just, you know, focus. But anyway, how you doing? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Uh, it was my birthday week. So, whoop, whoop. yeah, we're, we're, a I'm a year older. Pardon? You're still a baby, though. I'm still a baby. A little bit. Yeah. I mean, I feel like an old man, but, you know. What, you were what? what 20? 24, 24, yeah. 24, yeah. It's not the big one yet. Yes, still it's not a the big one. Yes, still a baby. Oh, I don't know. My back and hips don't feel like it, I'm being <laughs> honest. <Okay. This> <laughs> How are you, though? I'm cool, man. I'm all right. Um, I've been on a diet for like a week now, and I just got back into the gym. So I'm feeling good, feeling a bit beat up because of the gym. But yeah. you know that initial when you get back into it and it's been quite a long time so like mm. yesterday was leg day but today i'm like yeah i'm feeling the leg day all right but the thing is i've worked on different areas of my body so every part of my body is kind of sore because i went to the gym oh. three days back to back so that kind of was like oh okay but other than that You're limping around now as well i mean a little bit a little bit but other than that um i'm good man it's been a it's been a pretty good week it has been a good week. week. Lovely weather as well. Yes. Feels like being in um, the Caribbean or something. Mm. Pretty sure they're cold over there right now. So yeah, know. this is what I'm saying. Zambia's cold at the moment, so it's yeah. like we're probably like the hottest place, which is so strange. Which is like, it shouldn't be happening. UK. This is not UK at all. But well, the UK heat's a bit different to everywhere else in the world, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's suffocating. But then again. But then again, I think the worst heat I have experienced is in DC. The air was wet. It was so yeah. humid. Like you could feel it. Like you could feel it. It was so bad. Like when it gets hot in DC, it's hot. Like I've been to DC oh. mid-May and I've been to DC beginning of June. Oh my days. I was like, nah, fam. This is not right. I was like, this is not okay. It was so hot. But the thing is, there's like no cloud. So it's like blazing hot because there's nowhere mm. for the sun to hide. That's the right, worst that I've experienced. Yeah. yeah. That is the worst that, that I've experienced. Yeah, this is one of my favorite places in the world. And I've been there so many times. I still, have my bloody, I still have my bloody Metro card for the, um, for the train, and I bet you there's money on there. For the subway? Nah, it's, they call it a Metro. Well, in DC, it's a Metro. In, like, New York. Oh, it's like the bank? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, like a shipping bank. <laughs> I'm not even going to say anything. Do you know what's so funny? Yesterday would have been four years. Yesterday would have been four years since I started working there. Well, I mean, technically, my it old manager, though. my old manager reminded me um, because I started on her birthday and yesterday was her birthday. So she was like, happy ex metroversary. I was like, oh, shut up. <laughs> oh, your manager is a cancer. Oh, yeah. Do you know what? I like them now. In terms of in terms of in terms of cancers, she is. 
she doesn't give cancer at all. This woman is fierce. She is very spicy, like... Like me, then? No, not like you. You're emotional. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm not. I am not emotional. I am very level-headed and hard, hard-headed. I don't know. I'm going to go and cry now. <laughs> um, But, yeah. So, we've got a guest, guys, by the way. We have a guest. Would the guest like to introduce themselves? Yes, please. So uh, my name is Ren. Um, I am a drag king here in South Wales in Cardiff. And my drag name is Justin Drag. And yeah, what, what else do you want to know about me? <laughs> um, so what, like, what are your pronouns? So my pronouns are they, them or he, him. Okay, cool. Okay, cool. So you see... Pronouns are really interesting because when, especially when people have like um, they, them, or like he, him, because pretty much they predominantly get called one and never the other. So like, do you find that's the case with you? Like, do you get called he more or do you get called um, they more? Or is it like a balance? Because of my job, um, a lot of people say he, so it's easier for them to say that. Um, okay. But when I saw when I see people out um, as Ren, they try and do they them. But okay. they them is a lot easier when it comes to my day job because I work in sales and because I haven't gone okay. on testosterone yet to confuse them with, you know, I've had the top surgery, but to confuse them with, um, you know, he him. I think when I'm customer facing as well. Um, it, it's a lot easier for me to say I'm they them because of that's where I do sit anyway. But he him is where you know the the direction is going. Okay, yeah. okay, that's interesting. I'm going to touch back on touch back on the fact that you haven't started tea a yeah. little bit further along the conversation because that's interesting. Mm. Okay, cool. But um, do you know what your big three are? So is this like star signs? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard a lot of you love star signs, but I love it Fucking too. Love it. It <laughs> um, <laughs> so I know two, I think. Um, so I'm an Aquarius. Okay. Is that good? Is that bad? Is that no <laughs> good? My girlfriend's an Aquarius. She's pretty no good. No I love right. Marcella, so I guess. Yeah. And then um, I think I'm a Gemini moon. Okay. 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 Yeah, and, okay. and I don't know what the other one is, but um, Rising, yeah. I, I I know my numerology is twenty nine over eleven. Okay. If we're there, uh, that's that's too deep for me. I, I don't. Know that, that was that. Yeah, that. I, was I, like, I don't know what that is. Am I supposed to know that as well? Do you know? hey, I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I'm gonna have to look this up. I'm yeah, yeah. Look it is yeah. a good one because that one goes like way deeper. And with the number eleven, because it's such a powerful number, or you know, anyone could have their own powerful number. Mum's also got the same number. So that's why we connect, but we shouldn't really connect because I'm a Capricorn and she's an Aries. Sorry, I'm a I'm an Aquarius and she's a Capricorn. So she's like Earth and I'm so like out there. We shouldn't bond. We bond on the numerology number, then there's a lot more to it. (laughs) That's quite cool. My mum's a Capricorn as well, but obviously Cancer and Capricorn, they're like mother signs. So they're like, oh, nice. kind of like related in a way, but not. Yeah. So it's like, that's, that's kind of why we get along, but also like, we're like polar opposites. So. What star signs are you? You see, you say cancer and yourself. I'm a, um, 
I'm on a cusp, so I'm a Libra Scorpio cusp. Oh, nice. Okay, so we're air signs. Yeah, but it's like Ugh. everyone says that I give Scorpio a lot, and I'm like, do. I yeah, it. I don't see it. You too. <laughs> you do. I don't, I don't see, see Libra at all. I see Scorpio. Nobody does. Like when I tell people that I'm a Libra, because if I was born, what was it, an hour and ten minutes later, I would have been a Scorpio. Was it hour and 50 minutes? Is he uh, I like how specific that was. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what's really funny about that, though? For my whole life, my mum used to wish me happy birthday twice. Once in the morning and the second time at the time of my birth, or the time she thought I was born. She thought I was born at five. I was not born at five o'clock. <laughs> I found it in like my. Um, like she was on the S and A. You gotta let her off. Yeah. <laughs> That's what somebody else said. That's what somebody else said. <laughs> that is hilarious. Somebody else legitimately said that. But yeah, it's that's true though. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess, <laughs> I guess. Oh, that was jokes. Um, what was the sort of like light bulb moment for you when you realized that? you are trans and like this is who you are so I've always been like a tomboy you know they always say that when you're young and you're quite boyish yeah yeah Um, and so all my life I was you know even up until probably the age of seven before I started growing any sort of shape um if I was going to pools or anything like that I'd always just have my pants on without a top on and even kids would be like you a boy or you a girl and then I'd be like I don't know. And then, you know, it was always just like, I never really answered it if anybody asked me because of, I didn't really know as a kid. I was just going with whoever I thought I was. Um, And then it wasn't until I started growing up and growing breasts and hips and everything like that, that I was like, of course, I am female at that point. Um, And then it, it wasn't until like 2015 where I started wearing binders and I don't really associate with my feelings right there in the moment I can sort of like take quite a few years months whatever it may be to sort of look back at a time and think actually you started that journey quite a while ago but you didn't actually acknowledge it because I was only it was only until 2020 when I sort of was working from home I was able to take the binder off and I started feeling really uncomfortable and I was like why am I feeling uncomfortable in my own house with my bra off my binder off and that was when I thought Maybe I, you know, maybe I'm trans, maybe I'm fluid. I don't, I don't know what this is. But I knew that since I started wearing binders from 2015, that I was, I must have already been on that journey. But I just yeah. wasn't allowing myself to fully sit with it because I just thought wearing a binder, making myself feel comfortable, great. But it was only until I had to sit with myself for so long through lockdown to truly have those thoughts and allow me to become who I am today. Mm, yeah I mean it's interesting that you say like you started it before but you just didn't kind of know what it Mm. was because I feel like a lot of trans people can relate to that because it's one of those things where it's like you feel these certain feelings but you just kind of associate it with maybe your sexuality but you never really realize that it's actually deeper than that until you Mm -hmm. figure out what the name of it is and kind of research it Mm -hmm. and then obviously that discomfort when you're at home and you're kind of like feeling uncomfortable because you're not wearing your binder that's like that's like the light bulb moment for everyone I think everyone's kind of just like why am I just why am I uncomfortable when I'm not wearing this do you know what I mean yeah absolutely Um, but like since since kind of like figuring it out and 
come into terms with those emotions and feelings like what how, how how's it been for you since then so it's been really good like really supportive because i uh, was a drag king in 2016 wearing the binders was just natural then because i thought i wanted to do it to be more mm. male anyway mm. and sometimes i'd be wearing double binders and i you know it's it was so painful and i don't know how i did it now having after having top surgery last year even just singing, I can breathe more. I'm, it's so much, you know, it's yeah. so better, much better now. And, you know, I know there's, I, I'm in a privileged position to be able to have had top surgery. And I not, I know it's a long process, um, but I did a lot of sort of like fundraising and things of like that to be able to get to the point where I was able to have the top surgery. So I really like, you know, all the people who supported me, if they're listening, you know, really thank you for what you did because I wouldn't be in this position where I feel comfortable now without them. Uh, but yeah, definitely. It's um, a weight lifted off. If so, for instance, you know, yeah. um, the literal, literally, literally. Well, yeah. I, I thought they were going to be like nine pounds, and then I came off, and he was like, they were two pounds. I was like, two pounds and nothing. What you want? <laughs> <laughs> two pounds. What are you on about? That is hilarious. <laughs> you know what? I'm really curious about that because this is going to sound weird but sometimes you do things when you're bored and in that <laughs> so, go on <laughs> I don't know like I was talking to my friend one day um he's in New York I was talking to him and I don't know what how this conversation ended up here but we ended up talking about how I was like oh my god like I can't wait to get top surgery I'm really hot blah 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 these things are so heavy mm. and I was like I wonder how much they weigh so I got the scales, <laughs> I put them on the table and I weighed them and it said five pounds. I was like, there's no way. I was no like, there's way. no way that they are five pounds each. However, the last time I wore a bra, I was a, a double G maybe. Yeah, that's Make way sense. too high up the alphabet. That's fucking, that's heavy. That's <laughs> heavy as fuck. I was a double D and I was two pounds but that was for the both of them so then maybe if you're a g that just like levels up the the five pounds if you were a double d and both of them together were two pounds yeah one of them was like a a bag of mincemeat that you'd buy at asda like it was like 500 grams (laughs) and i was like I literally said, where, where is it? I want to see evidence. Like, this is not real. It will break in my back. Like, what's going on? That's what I'm on? saying. Like, having a double D chest is, that's heavy. Like, I was a double that's, D. Yeah. I was a double D when I was in school. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, I was a double D when I was in high school. Like, the shit's been breaking my back for years. <laughs> like, and over a certain period of time, it kind of just felt like, they were just getting bigger and bigger. And I was like, when are we going to stop? <laughs> I know, hormones, please stop. <laughs> like, I want to get off this bus. I don't like this journey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so that's interesting. I really want to know about that. And I want them to take a picture and show me what it says. It I need evidence. Because <laughs> if they tell me anything lower than five pounds, I'm going to be like, nope, you're lying. <laughs> yeah, I want it in writing. I want it stamped. I want yeah. the head in the corner. I want everything. Video evidence. Everything. Video evidence. Everything. That is hilarious. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I wonder. We'll, to be continued. We will find out. 
after the break. <laughs> <laughs> but like speaking about like top surgery and stuff like that, you did something like quite interesting over lockdown to raise funds. Um, you kind of you kind of told us like in the beginning, but like tell us again, like what what is the unique thing that you did to raise funds for top surgery? So in 2017, I went traveling with my best mate. We went for eight months and just like saved loads of money and then just come off the face of the earth and just went and had an amazing time. Where did you go, by the way? Uh, curiosity. We went to South America, North America and Southeast Asia. Okay. And so that was just, so it was just, you know, nice to take a break. But the one that really hit home was Thailand. And I know it's cliche because, you know, loads of people go to Thailand, but it is, it, you know, it's a wonderful place. And I'm really into cooking. So I took a cooking class. And when I came back home in lockdown, I was thinking, how can I make money? So supermarkets, of course, were making money because they were able to sell loads of stuff. But also takeaway places were never shutting down because people need to eat, of course. Yeah, so, so I was like, how can I make money without having to go out, without having to do too much? But it turned out into a lot that I had to do. So I made a pop-up Thai restaurant from my house. And okay. I was the cook. I was the delivery person. I was the uh, money taker. I was everything. So I would go and cook every Saturday night. I would cook Thai food. And I would go around people's houses, um, you know, 20 miles down the road, keeping it in a cool bag to make sure, like, all the heat was staying in in, in the bag. Not a cool bag, you know what I mean? It's like... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but sometimes, admittedly, it was a little cold, so apologies. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> As long as they had an air fryer, they'd pop it in. And the majority of them were my friends, so they were okay. Oh, but, it was, but it was, you know, really good Thai food. And even till this day, people still say, can you can you make it again? Can you do it again? And I'm hoping mm. at some point I can do, where then I'm going to put a, a percentage of that towards uh, other trans guys getting their top surgery so that I can really make sure I'm making a difference because it really helped me during that process. Uh, mm. So that was one thing I did. I did that from... November 2020 till around about July 2021 and then I had my surgery in October 2021 Uh, so I gave myself like a a time limit of like 12 months and it was around about 10 months that I was able to get the money and get it done and but I, I you know I I graft. I do a lot. Like whenever I can, yeah. and admittedly, I had a, a a good daytime job as well, and um, so that was bringing in a little bit and able to save some. But the food was was the main thing. Uh, but I also did a five k walk in a dinosaur suit, similar to the heat today as well. It was awful. Oh, and I did a five k walk in a dinosaur suit uh, around Cardiff, um, the the whole of Cardiff, and it was um, hot. But it was it was good. So I raised about five hundred pounds doing that in one day, and then uh, just doing lots of gigs. So as soon as June hit two thousand and twenty-one, that's when everything started opening up again. So any yeah. gig that I was doing, it was just any money I got was going straight to that. And um, yeah, I, I you know I hit my target quite early on, and then it was things like uh, going to my psychologist and getting that those booked in which was like 400 pounds and things of like that. So it was like chipping away and then going back up. But people were still being really, really supportive. So yeah. I, you know, I'm really, really blessed. But if there was anyone who wanted to know how to go about certain things, I would love to be able to, to help in the fundraising side of things. Because I know a lot of 
people can put up a GoFundMe page and it gets an amazing traction for the first couple of weeks and people are proud and then out of sight, out of mind. It's like social media. You've just got to be shit hot on it and keep it going and keep it relevant. Yeah. And I didn't want to sort of beg for it in a sense because of, I know we were all going through shit in 2020. So, yeah, you know, we were all going through hard times, furlough schemes, people getting made redundant. So I was like, how can I do it where I can give something back but yeah. also be able to get something? So they were yeah. getting amazing food. <laughs> but I was, yeah. uh, of course, getting some support towards it. Uh, but, I, you know, I, I'll hold my hands up. And I, I, I mean, I was in a very privileged position to be able to have that with, you know, with, with the support that I had from people. And I know a lot of people are not in that position, but I would love to be able to help if I, if, you know, if I could. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's the thing with doing a GoFundMe, because there are so many out there. But there are also so many trans people who need the GoFundMe um, more than others kind of thing. We all want it. We all need stop surgery. But it's kind of like some of us are working, some of us aren't kind of thing. And it's like it's like there's certain kind of it feels like there's some priorities with the GoFundMe and that some people are more of a priority than not. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's hard to separate it, isn't it? Because of, yeah, you know, even though one person isn't working that is really hard that that they haven't got that but the same emotions on both levels exactly both in the wrong they feel that they're in the wrong body so it's like how can we help both of them without it feeling like you're helping one and not the other other. exactly it is you know it's really hard and and i you know i do feel for people who are in a position where they they can't get it um but hopefully there is support out there that they can, you know, they got people around them. They're pushing for their GoFundMe to, to yeah. get there, and you know, it, it will happen. Yeah, definitely. Um, in terms of drag, then, so how how did you actually get into drag? Because I mean, you always hear like stories. I don't know on like RuPaul's Drag Race that they've been doing it since they were a kid, and they've yeah. been dressing in their mum's heels and stuff like that and putting on their mum's makeup it's a little bit different for a drag king do you know what I mean yeah um so like how, how did you get into that what, what was the first things you started doing so there's a drag queen in Cardiff called um Jolene Dover and she was in college with my my sister and she's like one of the first drag queens I really saw on on the scene here and I just really looked up to her and thought this is you know she's amazing I would love to do something like this but there's just nothing here for it so I just admire people from a distance and think oh I'd love to do that because I'm I feel like I could but then it was 2016 and one of the drag queens here in Cardiff who's been doing it for many many years as well uh, Amber Dextra she asked me to do drag king apprentice so it was like a drag king competition and Adam all um was like the judge in the final as well so he's like massive isn't he in, in the UK and he basically um we basically did the competition. I did it for a fun and then happened to have won it. And I was like, oh, this is amazing. Cool. But to win, you got like a little bit of money. And also you got on the books with Amber, who is like my agent, who gets me work up and down the country and things like that. Um, so then it just carried on. Uh, went traveling for, like I said, for a bit. And then when I came back again, it was sort of out of sight, out of mind. I wasn't relevant anymore. So yeah. I, entered, I entered Drag Idol in 2019 and uh won the heat in cardiff to be able to go on to the semi-finals didn't win that but it was like you know great experience and it was good to just be relevant again and be back on the scene and everything started picking up and you know gigs were coming in it was great 
And then bam, yeah. the pandemic. And for me, I'm more of like an energy person. I need people if, you know, doing things over, you know, we're doing this uh, podcast now over over Zoom and things like that. And then mm. of course it'll be broadcasted. When it comes to performing, doing that, it just, the lights just went out and it was just like, it wasn't exciting anymore. And having that energy where you can like vibe with people that was what I needed. So I didn't yeah. do a lot of online drag, I, you know, and I'll hold my hands up, but the people who did the online drag, you know, props to them because some people like transform their living rooms, bar- bathrooms, bedrooms, their gardens, like they went all out and, and like mad props to them because of, you know, I just couldn't do it. I just, I, mm. and I think maybe that was a bit of a hit because of, you know, we all sort of hit, mental health issues with things and I know I certainly did I'm not speaking for everyone but I just went into a dark place where I was like if I can't do what I want then I don't want to do it right now because I'm not in the right headspace Um, and then afterwards when I come out of uh, lockdown I just pushed and pushed and pushed myself to be able to 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 get gigs and go places and it's, it's really picked up I have a regular residency at Mary's in Cardiff on a Wednesday where I do a karaoke night. And then every other month I do a drag king event at the Queer Emporium. And also every other month as well, I do a event called Transition, which is uh, for gender fluid, non-binary, transgender individuals for them to have a safe space to come to. And the, we have performances from uh, transgender, non-binary and gender fluid individuals individuals and then in the second half we have like a Q&A which will just explain sort of uh, answering questions helping parents understand their children uh, it could just be somebody who wanted to know how to get on testosterone or where they need to go for their top surgery so it's a really important event to me and that's at the Queer Emporium. A Queer Emporium's you know really changed the LGBT community in Cardiff over the past year they've only been up and running since June 2021 and the amount of work that they do for the LGBT community is amazing and Jan the owner there is um you know what he does for the community he's just changed everything in the most positive possible way and there's such a safe space to go to uh, the vendors there apart from the LGBT QIA plus community as well. So they sell things like plants, uh, gay wine, uh, you have <laughs> uh, binders as well. They are one of the only shops um, to sell binders, I believe, in the UK. Other than that, everything's online. So they, you know, they tend to sell out of them. But if you sort of put in requests and things like that, we can sort of get stuff in. Uh, so if you're ever in Cardiff, I highly recommend you step into the Queer Emporium and see what you can get in there. It's really um informative of all the information you can receive from them do you know what that might be one of like the next places that i go to because i do this thing where i like to go to new places i think because from quite a young age i've been exposed to traveling and exploring and stuff like that um which i was really fortunate because my mum worked for like several different airlines but the she went for several, but I never went on those other airlines. That's interesting. I only went on I only went on trips with her when she worked for British Airways. So we got to go to South Africa. We went to South Africa twice when I was a kid. I was young, so I don't really remember. So that's on my list to go to again. 
Mm. Um, I've been to like Zimbabwe and I've been to places in Europe. I've been to a, a couple uh, places in America as like a child. So I'm really like exposed to that kind of thing. But now that I'm older, I'm like, I don't always have to leave the country and go to somewhere else. I can just start going around places within like yeah. here. Do you know what I mean? And I've gone yeah. to places. Yeah. Like you don't need to go far to have like a vacation. You can enjoy other places. So Cardiff, especially because of like this queer important that you're talking about, I want to like, I want to go. I want to see, um, I want to see what it's about. It sounds really good. Well, if you ever wanted to be part of the transition event, then you, you're more than welcome to come down. I, you, you can stay at my house. I've got a spare bedroom. Um, so if you ever wanted to, because then I feel like having your voice been able to, to speak on the panel as well, you'd be able to really help others um, based on what you do with the podcast as well. Yeah. And you can share that with them. And I'll, I'll definitely be sharing this anyway when I am. Um, when I'm doing the event on the 29th so that they can listen in and listen to the topics that you're discussing, because it's very similar to what we do on the night, but in a larger, larger scale, which is, you know, amazing what you do. Yeah. No, honestly, that would be, that would be like a really, really good shout. That would be like Mm. helpful to us to kind of expand in that kind of way. And we can just like, what you can get like trains and stuff up there. Right. Yeah, cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, no, as in, like, you don't have to fly. You get a National Express. <laughs> you can get what you like. Yeah. No, you, no, you you just, just tell him he's got to get on an airplane. Nah. <laughs> if you tell me that I have to get on a plane, I might have to think about this one on hard. Just <laughs> plane and boat. Brazil? Heights? <laughs> Are you based in London? No. I, I live just outside of Cambridge in Coles in Kent. Yeah. Um, this is why oh, I mean I've been to Wales place. before, so I yeah. like Wales. I've, it's I've nice. I would I'd like to go to Wales. I'd like to go to Scotland. Like you know, just branch out a little bit, go to different places, see different things. Like yeah, I've been doing it quite a lot. So there's I have like a list of like different places I want to go to. So it would be a good shout, especially if we can come and we can do something as important as this, but also experience a different place. Yeah, yeah, please. You know, I, I speak. I'll speak to Jan at the Queer Emporium, and he's. You know, he puts trust in me for the event that I've that I've created. That I'll get the right people in to to make sure people can feel that they've really taken on some information that's going to impact their journey. So definitely, yeah. I'll, um, I think our next one is in September. So if not, if it's not September, it would then be December. And um, yeah, we'd love. Oh no, November. Sorry, I've just jumped a month. So if it's not September, it'll definitely be November. That we'd love to have you down. Yeah, that would be really cool. Yeah, that would be cool. cool. That would be cool. That's that would be a really cool. good chart. So, like in general, since obviously coming out to yourself before other people, um, what has your transition actually been like? You know, they've been really supportive, everyone around me. Is that what you mean, Is in the sense yeah. of, like, of other like, people? Just, like, like, what's it been like, just in terms of, what's it been like for you? Has Would you say that it's been good, it's been bad, it's been challenging, it's been complicated? The build-up to my top surgery, everything was, you know, smooth. Of course, I was working really hard to try and get there. Um, but because of people knew just in drag on the scene anyway I think because of I'm not too different to my character I just then sing and do some comedy and, and whatever it is mm. that they were just supportive of me because they like me as a person oh sorry my phone's gone 
uh, yeah, so they were just <laughs> they were just supportive of of me as a as a person and yeah. whatever journey I was going through. But it was amazing how so many people that you know I thought would be narrow minded in school or you know things like that because we we were in a Catholic school. I assumed that people would be like quite negative, but honestly, I think. I think if, as long as you follow the right people and people who follow you are the right individuals, then I don't think you're going to get any sort of backlash. Uh, it's just when you start going on these, you know, pages and they, they're posting really awful stuff and you see how actually the world is quite transphobic and it's just yeah. really hard. But I feel like if you surround yourself with good people and if you don't get them off, you don't want that energy, just the, the time for, for people like that. Um, I think the hardest obstacle has been family. So my outside family, like, um, you know, my aunties, uncles, those, they've all just been like, okay, Ren, we got it, we got it. But my mum, she still calls me by my old name and, you know, I'm like, come on, get there. It's been a year now since I've been Ren. Just please come on. Um, and she, you know, it's hard for her because she's known me all her life. And this is, that's the name that she's always known me by. She doesn't do it in a malicious yeah, way. Yeah. It's just because it just rolls off her tongue. And then when I correct her, she goes, oh, sorry. Oh, and then she'll correct herself in that sense. So I'd say that's the only sort of challenge inside. But I know she doesn't mean it in any malicious way. So it's just purely a learning curve for her. Um, but, you know, even just down to she came to the last transition event I did Um and I had a really cute text from her, which was, I said, thank you for coming tonight. And she said, uh, really proud of what you're doing. Um, oh, no, let me just see. Oh, I haven't got it, but it's it's on my Instagram somewhere. But it's just basically, she said, really proud of what you're doing um, for, for people. Keep it up or something like that. And I was just like, oh, OK. So, you know, I know she's really supportive of it. Uh, and you know things like she's given me money towards my surgery as well when it comes to my birthday she gave me like more than she usually gives me and that and I feel like that's really heartwarming that she's gone out of her way to be like I have this because you need it you know so yeah, yeah. so people are you know people have been good surprisingly which I didn't think they would be which is um heartwarming in this day and age yeah yeah that's nice. That's that's really nice. That's really nice. I love that for you. You know, like hundred percent. More people. It would be nice to hear more of these experiences. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, because you know sometimes people don't really have it good or whatever. But no, it's, it's nice to hear that you've had that experience. It's important yeah, I, to have that kind of experience. I feel sometimes I do feel guilty as well because if I do, I know like I'm not blinded by the fact that I know I'm. It is. I'm really grateful and, and, and appreciative of people being supportive of me, but I just know that the, that's not the case for everyone. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't want to gloat about it or anything like that because I'm just, I appreciate that I've got good people on my side, but I wish there were so many more people out there who weren't narrow-minded and were able to support their children and just love them for who they are and the process that they're going through because it's so, you know, it is so hard. And I don't know how I would have been able to get through it if I didn't have some support. So the people who are doing it, that's why I do events that try and help them know that they're not alone, you know? It gets me yeah. emotional. Like, you know, thinking about it now, it does. Yeah. yeah. And that's the, I think that's the thing with our community. Like, we're all quite used to that feeling of feeling alone in a place, whether it's in amongst family or among certain peers. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's not, I, that's what that's one thing that I like about the trans community because no matter who you are, 
you probably all know of each other anyway but also you're all aware that you're all part of the same communities you're always happy to stick by each other and talk to each other and you know your dms are always open for each other kind of thing so it's it's kind of in a sense as trans trans people we're kind of like a a family i guess yeah absolutely yeah which is really nice um but i mean in terms of in terms of your transition would are you you know are you planning on starting tea or are you planning on getting any more surgeries uh, the thing is, because of, I haven't done too much research on um, bottom surgery, but the people that I know who have had it done have said that there's been, you know, a few complications and things like that. And, you know, I hope this is okay to say on, on the podcast, um, but for me, nipple sensation when it comes to top surgery was a massive deal when it comes to intimacy. And I've lost that now. And, you know, it's not to say it won't come back because I'm, I'm eight months down the line and, you know, our bodies take a lot of time to adapt. But that was a massive deal for me. And I know for other people it's not. And, and the fact that I've lost that now, that's a part of me that I, I've dealt with because of I need to feel more comfortable in my own skin. And yeah. going down the bottom surgery route, if I had then more complications, then that's another thing that potentially couldn't work for me again. And then I might not have, um, I might not have the, 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 the opportunity to have the intimacy again. Um, so unless it's like 90% that it would work, then that's when I would consider it. Uh, but I think the statistics at the moment, yeah, and correct me if I'm wrong, because like I said, I haven't done too much research on it, but I know there is um, only specific surgeons who do it in the uk a very limited amount and it's more yeah. sort of america or abroad that they do it a, be- a better skilled level of, of it yeah. um, but was it was there any is there any sort of statistics on there that you that you know or um i don't i don't know any official statistics but i do <laughs> I, do, I do know the same as you like there aren't many yeah. surgeons who are good in the uk to do it to the standard that you'd be happy with if that makes yeah. sense but then um, even that, like even saying that, like even just doing it in America. Another country um, is similar though. It's it's similar in a sense of complications and things going wrong. Um, yeah. I don't remember his name, but unfortunately there is somebody that had it done in America and he now has a colostomy bag due to complications and it's like you go into this surgery to do this you have complications and now you are literally shitting into a bag through your stomach like that is the most tragic thing that you could go through in terms of bottom surgery but it's like it's such a big surgery. Yeah, it's, it's a hit and miss. Like, as well, that's that, the thing. Even just down to the, the scar, you know, that you have to take it from either the graft of your yeah, arm. Yeah, that is. Um, like, you know, that's, even that for somebody can be a lot. So I understand yeah. why a lot of us do just say, right, we'll, we'll deal with the bottom that we've got at the moment. And when it comes to it, and hopefully by the with the way you know a lot of the top surgery that a lot of more people are coming out as trans now in the past five years and and that's maybe that's because I've been naive because I've only come out in the past couple of years but it feels like even like got Mick on um RuPaul's Drag Race you know we wouldn't have seen that 
maybe five yeah. years ago. Yeah. And so that, yeah. that's why I feel Absolutely like, not. and you know, the, a lot more trans people are coming out on these platforms that are making it more inclusive for all of us to feel inclusive. Yeah. So I feel like hopefully there's surgeons out there now who are in, in their um, labs doing as much research as they can to try and do it because they know we're all waiting. We're all waiting for this light bulb moment to say, yeah. we've got it. You know, it's like waiting for a cure for any disease that we've got out there. Our, I'm not saying that this is a disease, but I'm just saying there's got to be someone out there that is doing work like they would be doing work on cancer research or something like yeah, that. It's, actively it's, looking to improve our healthcare. Yeah, if anything, we, you know, to us, that's like as important because we just want to make sure we feel comfortable in our own skin and we just want to make sure that we can feel safe and, you know, our, ourselves. But like like you said, you know, it's, it is high risk at the moment. So that's the reason why I wouldn't necessarily go down that route. But for testosterone at the moment, because of our my job is singing. Yeah. I know, of course, going on testosterone, the changes are there. And because, yeah, massive changes. Because it is an income at the moment as well. I need to, it's either I step back from drag and or maybe do lip syncing while I'm going through my testosterone. Whereas at the moment I am a singer. So that would be a total different avenue that I'd go down. Yeah. And I know it's very big with RuPaul's Drag Race and a lot of drag acts in the UK. But if it's not your thing, then it is like another art that you're having to learn. Yeah. So for me, it's, it's only about the voice. Everything else I'm so keen to get over. But because of... Um, I don't want to be in a position where then I regret it because of the voice that I do get when I sing isn't what I want. It's just a big decision for me to sort of stop and do. And I know a lot of people probably listening or, you know, who, who or even yourselves, you may think, well, why wouldn't you just go for it if everything else is what you want and just one thing is stopping you? That it's, one it's, it's, the, it's the whole income side of it and it's actually... The fact that you do drag as an art and you enjoy it's doing really it, you know, I think I think if that's if 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 tea was gonna affect something that I was doing as a career and something that I actually genuinely enjoy doing, I probably wouldn't do it. Yeah. Even if I wanted everything else, I probably wouldn't do it because yeah. you know that would you know you'd you'd a have to take a break. B also now when I sing in the shower, I sound terrible. Um, now I'm out of pitch. Do you know what I mean? Not that I was in pitch before, but now I'm way out of pitch. Now I don't even know what octave I'm in. I'm just, you know, what I mean. So, yeah, I mean, if if you're a singer and you're singing as a as a job, yeah, maybe you have to take it. You'd have to take a step back if you were to do T, do T, beyond T. No, but it's really interesting though because. You know how you're saying that, like your voice change, your your voice changes, your singing voice changes. Yeah. Before taking tea, I'm like a singer, a singer, rapper, poet, blah blah blah, stuff I I don't really talk about anymore. So when people hear me say it, they're like, "You're a what?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah." yeah. <laughs> but um, my singing voice has changed. Declined. Terrible. It's, it's not terrible. What I learned was <clears throat> I can't sing in like, I can't sing in like a lower tone anymore. It has to be high. If it's not high, it cracks. And it's so nah, weird. The opposite. Like I could, I could do like a really simple song and it's like really calm. But now it's like, I have to do that. And I have to be like high, like, you know, in boys to men, how there's like, 
they all have different voices mm. and yeah. there's like there's like i think one of the guys has like um not like the one that sounds like Barry White, but like the one before him, he's got like a, a deeper voice. So he has mm. to sing higher. And that's basically yeah, what you know. And it sounds, it sounds pretty good because I figured well, out see, that's what I had to do. Now, I, I, think, so I think now if I sang, if I sang, I'd have to sing lower. But because I'm singing so low, every song sounds like I'm doing like the harmony to the actual song. Instead of the actual, the actual main part. That's not a bad thing, though. That is because I, 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 that would make me a backup singer, and I'm main character. Do you know what I mean? I can't, I can't be a backup singer. (laughs) It's it's interesting to know and and to hear it from yourselves. You know, like how how you adapt your voice. Like I have singing lessons for my singing teacher, and I'm going to be doing one tomorrow in the 40 degree heat. She said to me, "I've got a fan." I was like. Oh, it's not going to help. <laughs> but, yeah. So, so yeah, she said, you know, I've I've taught so many pubescent boys going from, you know, singing like an angel to singing like bass or tenor or whatever it is. And she says, I've trained them to go that way. So she's like, and, and admittedly, she's never trained somebody who's trans, but because she's trained somebody who's gone on the testosterone journey from a cis side of things, yeah. and she's like... As long as you're training it, you should be okay. So there's like yeah. there's like pros and cons because then I hear that she's like, well, I'm a singing teacher and I've done this. I can get you to a point where it's going to be strong, strong, and mm. you'll you'll enjoy it. But then again, it's like I've lived with this voice for 31 years now. All right, not necessarily. I sounded like this <laughs> at the age of you know one to yeah. 15. Yeah. But, <laughs> um, but, but yeah, so it's like. It's definitely something that I need to think about. But whenever I see like people with beards and mustaches and the the structure, like you know, like you yeah. today, like chiseled bastards, I'm like you buggers. Like I'm on that. <laughs> I'm on that. Um, so uh, so yeah, I just like I really. But they're the side of things where I'm like I know I'd feel more comfortable because whenever I'm in drag and I've got the beard on and. I do look chiseled and I'm, you know, I feel, I feel amazing. Drag was actually one of the main things that allowed me to be trans. That's something I should have mentioned earlier when you mentioned it, but Mm. whenever I, whenever I get into that persona, I always felt way more comfortable in my own skin, which I was like, why is this? Why is this? So I think if I didn't do drag, maybe I wouldn't have come out as, as trans either. So that's a real important thing as well, is that sometimes stepping into something like like drag can really help you become who you are because i know there's a lot of trans uh trans uh drag kings out there that yeah. are not. so so it definitely does does help and have an impact on you yeah yeah i think i think it's definitely worth looking into i mean if you're also going to be training with a singing teacher you might be okay um because you're gonna train your voice to not 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 break but like as in train your voice to be able to sing at a higher octave than what it actually speaks at anyway so you might be okay but you've got to think about it kind of thing it's just about whatever's going to make you comfortable I think at this point life's way too short to live Mm -hmm. in discomfort Mm -hmm. yeah true yeah definitely um like moving on completely from all of this like professional stuff for um for you like 
how has dating been like do you feel like dating has been the same since you've come out as being trans? Has it changed for a good or bad way? No, to be fair, nobody wants me and nobody ever has. <laughs> no. Just like that. Um, well, I was in, I'm like a serial relationshiper. I've just, I, I'm just constantly in a relationship. So I've not really given myself a chance to sort of step back and know if anyone does want me. Um, if yeah. you do, I'm open, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping it's just because of I, I'm a drag king, is the, the, they're a little intimidated. I'll go with that. It's either that or they just don't like me. <laughs> Right. So, it's got to be the drag king thing. Oh, I hope yeah, so. I, I hope so. <laughs> also, like, I guess it's like, um, if you've always been in a relationship, you've never really had time to date. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I guess it's time. It's, you're at the time where you've got a, you've, the sun's out. Start acting up. Get, guns out. Chaos. <laughs> exactly. Sun's, sun's out. Guns out. out. Wear pink. Make the girls wink. Do do a lot of stuff. Just go crazy, in my opinion. Do you know. That's, That's the thing, I, I've never gone through the, uh, I don't know if I can say this on here, but I've never gone through the slaggy stages of life, you know, where you like you go out and date the, <laughs> the slaggy stages. Oh, you've never had a whole phase. <laughs> oh, That's the thing, I've, I've always been in a relationship. So on that sense, you know, I've, I've, I've always been good. And I think at the age of 31, I don't think I'm able to go and, uh, yeah, I don't know. Who knows? Maybe. Of course you can. You, you definitely can have Literally, a whole phase at 31. hundred oh, percent. <laughs> I know people that have been through home phases 50s, 60s, like... Yeah, do you know what I mean? <laughs> it doesn't matter. You can retire and be in a home phase. Listen, the shop want. is not closed. Go it's out. It's never closed. It's never closed. Oh, Every God. time summer comes back around, it's time to act crazy. That's good to know. That's good to know. But... <laughs> no, like, go out there, do that. But yeah, so I think at the moment, like when I'm in drag, everybody flirts with me. Like, and I, I'm very flirty. I, I must admit, See? I'm terrible, a terrible flirt. But uh, it's just, I, I feel like that is just me. I am just a bit flirty. And so maybe sometimes people don't know if I'm flirting or whether I'm coming on to them. So it's like, that's a good oh, thing no. sometimes. There's nothing wrong with that. I think that's great. Because I mean, if I, I mean, I, this is speaking from like a serial flirt, but. I personally don't think I can flirt. When I try and flirt, I'm uncomfortable. They're uncomfortable. It doesn't work. When I'm not trying to flirt, then apparently I'm flirting. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, in my opinion, just make that a personality trait. Okay. And just yeah, cause chaos. The person then doesn't know where they're coming or going, and they're just like, uh, do you like me or not? You know? Well, no, they like... don't. I mean, they don't have to stay. You haven't got to get in a relationship with them. Slow down. It's all yeah, right. That's have the... fun. Right, that's, I forgot about that. that's, that's the problem. There we go. That's I'm just thinking I'm going to marry them now. See, that's the <laughs> oh my god, you and Cole are the same. No, don't say that. I listen. I am not like that. My I best friend's like... a cancer, and she's exactly the same. She's like, <laughs> why does everyone expose me? That's it. We're married. We love. We're married. We're having two kids, yes. and I'm a stay-at-home dad now. That's how it goes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So we, yeah. We've agreed. If we don't find anyone, we're gonna just settle down and have kids at 37. But we're just yeah. gonna have like live together, look after the kids, but ultimately yeah. we're not gonna do anything with each other, and yeah. we're just gonna love other people and just well see how it goes. Yeah. 
well, everyone's got kids nowadays, you know. If you, you oh, yeah, true. <laughs> fucking hell, yeah, the whole world's got kids. I don't know why I haven't got kids yet. I probably <laughs> have, and I just don't know about it. Do you know what I mean? Mate. <laughs> true. <laughs> Mate, yeah, that part. Can I, yeah. flip, can I flip the question over to you? Because if I feel like I, I need some tips, guys. Come on, help me tips out. Tips on what? Oh, God. Like, so how do you... Because I've not dated whilst I've been uh you know ran as a trans like i said i've only been in a relationship and i recently come out of a relationship well i say recently in 2021 i i came out of a relationship so you know it's it's, it's quite still quite raw for me but mm-hmm. how how would you like approach it and like how how do you find that being trans you know do you know what like how, how do people react i came out i was still with my ex-fiance so that was like kind of interesting because coming yeah, out to her was like, okay, how do I break this down? Like you got with me as dead name, but I am now coming to tell you that I'm Kaz. Mm-hmm. So that was interesting. It was a little bit difficult, but you know, it, we got through it and it was fine. Got out of that relationship. Um, I was with like somebody else and I kind of had to teach her about my transness, which was okay initially and then I felt like I can't do this like I can't be with somebody that I have to explain who I am everything to all the time yeah I was like it's too much man I was like I need somebody more on the level level yeah Mm. so I went on I think it's called Tammy um Tammy I don't, you say Tammy, I say Tammy, bro. I don't know. Yeah, Tammy sounds awful. So I really hope oh, it's not no. that. Okay. But I went on there because someone had like suggested it or whatever. And there's like a lot of like non binary and other trans people on there. Okay. So I was like, okay, cool. Maybe for me, it might be more comfortable. It might feel more homely with somebody that's more understanding. So that's the route that I went down. I was in a situation with someone for like over a year and they were trans like she was a trans female so it was kind of like we understand each other we're on different ends but we get each other absolutely i was like moving forward i would prefer to do this because it feels more comfortable it feels more i don't know like just the thought of having to always explain things to somebody that doesn't get it was honestly overwhelming I was like, it's too much. Like, if I mentioned this, oh, what's this? What's this? And I was just like, mm. like, shout out to my ex-girlfriend. She was cool people. She was trying to understand. But for me personally, it was too you much. You don't have the patience to. No, it's not even thing. the patience. It's like, I have patience of a saint, but it was like, I can't keep, ex- I can't explain every single thing. Like, mm. it's too much. You've got to do your own <laughs> research kind of thing. Exactly. And then, then I just exclusively started dating like trans and non-binary and it's worked out great for me. Like and now you're with Marcella. Yeah, literally now I'm with Marcella. She's a trans female. I'm a trans man. Like really? she's a trans woman. I'm a trans man. Um, and honestly, it's great. Like it's just it's it's great and it's so interesting. And yeah, it's yeah, it's it's dope. So, that was the direction I went down. I had to yeah. the because I was like, 
this not sisters like i had to just leave the cis well, some sisters i had to just leave the cis people alone because <laughs> you know i mean you've got her at some point and i mean i'm still there in the streets in the is in love being all gross and i'm you know here wanting to marry everyone that actually pays me attention but that's just the cancer side talking <laughs> really and truly i don't like anyone and i'm happy on my own um but I'll go and cry about this later on. So don't, don't hold me to that. Don't hold me to that. Um, but I mean, in terms of dating, I mean, it's, I, I feel like it's really just about preference at this point. Like, I don't think your transition or coming out or anything like that changes it. It's more about you just understanding yourself and then you figure out what your preferences are. Right, for Kaz, his is just not explaining anything to anyone because who has time for that? Mine is, I like to talk, so explaining doesn't bother me too much. Um, but also, like, I kind of prefer it if they know a little bit, do you know what I mean? And also, I kind of only date people who are queer, so I think that's probably... I think you've just kind of got to date. Don't get in a relationship, just date them, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hold off on the marriage for a little bit. <laughs> I, only marry him. I only marry him after two weeks. Right, I got it. I, I'm with you now. Okay, so I gotta get Tammy or Tammy. I've gotta not. My- <laughs> the, the thing is, I'm on my second uh, in- engagement at, at this point. If we've ever watched Same. Friends, <laughs> if ever watched Friends, um, Ross, you're Ross. Ross. I, oh I'm God, away from Ross. So we, I, I better slow down. Oh, you're Ross. Oh, well, then that case, I'm probably Chandler. <laughs> No, because, because actually, same. Yeah, I'm on no engagements. I always forget about the first engagement. I always forget about it. How do you forget about a whole engagement? That's a big part it's, of your life. You know that. Bruv, it's complicated. Jeez. <laughs> it's so complicated. I always forget about it. That's all I'm going to say. Because I know she ain't going to listen to this. And even if she does. God. <laughs> If she does, then we are so sorry. Um, but I mean, yeah, get out there, get naked, run around, spread some magic. I don't know, do whatever's, do a mating call, do some crazy stuff. Do you know what I mean? Life's for doing crazy shit. Yeah, it's really. summer. That's all I've got to say. It is summer. <laughs> Live your life. Oh, and also, f- fuck that Tammy thing, that whatever we were talking about. Get Hinge, get tin- get them all. Every single one of them. Don't pay for them, though, because that's crazy. But get them. Bumble. Bumble's another one. Get, fuck it, get them all. I've got them all for no reason. I don't even use them. You've got to have a good uh, tagline, haven't you, on Hinge? And I don't really know what to say. Yeah, like a little bio. Yeah, like, I just got... say something that's, like, really boring, usually. Yeah, that's <laughs> I just say nice. hi. And then people, people, like, have, like, really funny shit on their profiles. And I'm like, oh, I feel like I am that in person, but I, I don't know how to articulate that on an app. Yeah, how do I put that on an app? Do you know oh, what I mean? Successful. And then you yeah, go on Sunday night, you're hungover, and you're like, I don't even want to speak to these people. What am I doing? I want to be out yeah. in a club, meeting somebody, and I'm a little dance with them. Maybe I'm just traditional, I don't know. But I think because I've been in a relationship for the past 10 years almost with two people, I'm like, I just, I don't know where to start. Face to face is better. Face to face is better. Hold on. <laughs> in the last 10 years, you've been in a relationship with two people. Yeah, so I was from the age of 19 to 24, I was with somebody, had a little break, and then from the age of 25 to 
30 I was with somebody Ren if you don't if you don't stop getting in relationships I swear to god I'll come to Wales and beat you up <laughs> because what the, what on earth Whoa. that's in that's crazy stop don't do that take a break no, please so have, a Kit Kat. have a Kit Kat when you said the serial relationship that ain't what I had in mind. I thought, yeah, I just thought like you little... go in and out, in and out, in you and know, out. With a break, with a breather. Very long-winded, me. Very long-winded. Okay, so like the two two engagements, it makes sense. Yeah, you yeah. yeah. Okay, so obviously throughout this episode, you've talked about all these things that you've been doing and stuff like that. But is there anything else you want us to plug, like put out there for people to know um, within like our description or whatever, any like social medias you want people to follow, any of the event pages you want people to follow, anything like that? Yeah, please. If you can follow my Instagram, it's justin.drag at, and that's on Instagram. So um, you can follow me there. Um, I'm also on TikTok, uh, Justin Drag. Uh, so yeah, I'm just getting down with the Gen Z people. I think I think that's what what it is uh, on TikTok. I don't do much of the dances though because I'm a dreadful <laughs> dancer. So I just like to be a little bit silly on there. Uh, and then yeah, so that, they're the two socials for me. But please go and follow the Queer Emporium. It's I think it's just at the Queer Emporium on Instagram and just oh, they're also on TikTok as well, Queer Emporium. So please go and check them out because they they're amazing. Okay, cool. So we'll, we'll add all of that stuff into the description and stuff so people know where to go to find the things. Uh, thank you very much for coming on today. Uh, we thank you for having me. It was, it was, it was, great, on. Yeah, it was, it was great, great to learn some new stuff. Yeah, man. And um, yeah, we'll stay connected. You know, obviously, coming out there and stuff like that would be a really, really good shout. Um, and we, yeah, we'll come to Wales. You, you should come to London. By then, you know, I'll just, I'll be still playing the field, enjoying life. I'll give you my... Not engaged. Not, not engaged. <laughs> yeah. I've run out of money for the rings, to be honest, guys. So. <laughs> Did they not give them back? Um, I think the one went down the drain. Oh, um, no. And the other Definitely one... sold it. The other one, the, the other one, yeah, I think so. Uh, but... Yeah, that's another story for another day. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, thank you for coming on. We've thoroughly enjoyed having you. Um, having you, having you on the show, having you and on you, the you podcast. You get wrong the way you say things. So yeah, just, just everything just sounds terrible. Do you know what? I don't even edit myself at this point. Everyone knows I'm an idiot, so it's fine. Um, but yeah, we've enjoyed having you on here, and we hope to have you again. Yeah. I mean, thanks podcast. so much. <clears throat> and Cole. <laughs> We oh forget? my god, we forgot to say. What did we forget? Oh no, every single time. Every single week. Like, when is it going to stick? Like, when? when I feel like they know what we're going to say, though. Yeah, they know. They know. Of course they know. If you've been we listening along. Daddy mentioned that you should have used the hashtag <laughs> as you are listening to the episode to give your thoughts and opinions. It's fine. I'm sure they know the drill by now and. They did it anyway, but we need to... Fingers crossed. Do you know what? Maybe at the beginning of all like the stuff that we lay out, we write it on the top. Yeah, maybe we'll we just... We don't forget. Every time we record, we will put it in red writing. Yeah. And just make sure that we remember. 
Yeah. Oh, get that we'll remember to do that. We'll just have a pre-recording that you just pop in at the start. That's a good idea. Every time. Oh <laughs> That's a good idea. Like, we're so dumb. Why didn't we think of that? Why was that? <laughs> That's my uh, that's my um, B Tech media skills popping in. Yeah, that was <laughs> thank you. Good. Shout that out to good. the B Tech media skills. <laughs> Shout out to yeah. media. Yeah. Real. Yeah. Real. But yeah, like we hope that everybody has enjoyed listening to this episode as much as we enjoyed learning. We've enjoyed stuff. filming it. Oh, thank yeah. you. Yeah, you know we will catch you next week. And next, next week, week, none of us are going to be sick, dying. Have COVID, lack of a voice, or any of that stuff because or hangover. Nah, not hangover. Not not on a not on a not no not a, not in the, during the week. Not for me anyway because I have to wake up at like five fucking fifteen. So oh, I don't know about me. I work from home, so I could just drink all I like. So honest. I work from home. <laughs> I work from home two days a week too. So whatever. Yeah, it's not the same though, is it? But uh, anyway, yeah. <laughs> we'll let you all um we'll, we'll stop talking to you well and let you all go with we love you oh no don't worry i'm i'm editing that out uh, <laughs> bye bye everyone uh, see you later uh, everyone peace out thanks mm-hmm.